Welcome to another edition of Time Out Sports, the podcast. It's your host, C. Ruff, and I'm excited to be back for another great episode. On today's podcast, we will be discussing uh, some HBCU news. We'll be discussing the NBA season so far, as we are about one-fourth uh, of the way. We'll be discussing some NFL news and NFL playoff picture. So make sure that you all... Uh, are following us on social media. The podcast can be found on Spotify and iTunes at Time My Sports Podcast. Uh, we can be followed on Twitter at Time My Sports Three, Time My Sports Three, Instagram Time My Sports with two underscores, and also make sure to follow the WNBA League Fits pages. Uh, the Twitter account being Fits underscore WNBA, and the Instagram being WNBA League Fits. So let's go ahead and get started with a little bit of HBCU talk. The Rams basketball teams, the men and the women, are looking pretty good so far. WSSU men's basketball team is 7-1 and one so far. Uh, has some dominant performances. A lot of uh, exciting plays. Uh, so I really like what I'm seeing from the Rams. I think that the team, the men's team, has a lot of upside. Uh, with Jalen Gibson coming in from NC State. He's a forward slash center that can, you know, do a lot of things and provide some of the things that we've been missing over the last few years. So looking forward to seeing um, the team continue to grow and continue to mesh together, see what they can do in the long run. The women's basketball team at WSSU is 4-3. and three. Uh, They had a tough loss on Monday night. As I'm recording this on Tuesday, I uh, had a tough loss on Monday night, but they have been playing very well. Um, I mean, won a game last week by 78 points, I believe it was. It was just a domination from start to finish. Uh, but like I said, they did take an, a loss on last night. Um, and so, you know, still early in the season. Know they're going to use that to bounce back and use it to fuel them uh, to greater heights. So, again, like I said, we're looking forward to seeing what the WSSU men and basketball team are able to accomplish this season. Now we got to transition and talk about the biggest storyline of the last week in sports. Coach Prime, a.k.a. Deion Sanders, has accepted a job at Colorado. He's therefore leaving Jackson State for Colorado. Now, there's so many people that have opinions about it. Um, for me, I think it's just business. You know, although he said that the money is not the factor, the main factor for why he's leaving, when you talk about going from 500000 to $5 million, um, which is what is being reported, that's a huge deal. Um, and then there's another opportunity for him to, you know, showcase that he can turn Colorado's program around because they were 1-11 this season. They struggled uh, badly. They were not a good football team. And so he's kind of already proven with Jackson State that he could turn their football program around and put them on the map. Um, as Jackson State was 12 and you know twelve and 0 this year. And so I believe that's another thing, another reason why he decided to leave uh, is to, you know, continue to prove that he can turn around programs. Not He doesn't have to just uh, stay with one. You know, if we have a team like Colorado that's in need, 
I believe that he believes he can be the guy to turn them around. And so we shall see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jackson State will now be looking for a new coach. I'm not sure if they're going to keep somebody on the staff or uh, look for somebody completely different. But, again, Coach Prime, a.k.a. Deion Sanders, has accepted a job in Colorado. He's leaving Jackson State. Um, and I wish him the best of luck. Uh, got a chance to, uh, I guess you could say meet him briefly at a party. He had a party. Um, and, um, you know, he's just a legend. When we talk about Coach Prime, we're talking about one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, he's just great. Knows, no, you know, has proven that he knows how to lead men. And, uh, he can reason with everybody. So, uh, we should see how that tenure in Colorado goes for him. Um, have to believe that he has aspirations of being an NFL coach one day. So, you know, it's just another step in the journey. Now, let's transition now and talk about the NBA. Had a very interesting season so far. I am intrigued. Um, you have a lot of good teams. You have teams like the uh, Bucks. You have teams like the Celtics, who haven't really missed a beat. The Suns look good, although Chris Paul has not played in about, I would say, I think it's about eight games. He's been out a while, but they still look good as Devin Booker is playing phenomenal basketball. Um, So you have a lot of teams that look good. And when you have the Bucks, you're talking about Chris Middleton is one of the better, you know, two-way players in the game. He just came back from injury, so he's still getting his feet wet. You know, still trying to gain uh, his rhythm back. So he, they're going to be a scary team. The, the Bucks really are. But let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers for a moment. We know that the Lakers started off the season very poorly. Uh, everybody was saying trade Russ, uh, you know, blow this thing up potentially. I mean, they look bad. But they are 8-2 and two over the last 10 ball games. Anthony Davis has been amazing over that span. He's averaging 35 points, 15 rebounds over that span. I mean, dominant, dominant basketball he's playing right now. Um, He had 55 points, 17 rebounds, and three blocks on Sunday against the Wizards. So Anthony Davis is playing phenomenal. LeBron James, although he's not, you know, at his peak, he's still playing at a very high level, Um, even in year 20. Last week, he passed Magic Johnson for career assists, which is a big deal. Um, LeBron is now under 1,000 points away from passing Kareem in all-time scoring. So, um, he's got a chance to do some special things this year. For me, when I look at that team, I still don't think they're a contender. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Yes. But I don't think they're a contender. When I talk about, okay... Give me four teams out of each conference that I think can win the championship or get to the finals. I would not say this Lakers team is one as currently constructed. I think that Anthony Davis is amazing. LeBron is still very, very good. Um, Lonnie Walker has done some great things for them. He's, you know, not really a, a shooter that you can rely on, but he's a great slasher. He can get to the rack, get to the line. Um. Austin Reeves has continued to grow as a player. As he, you know, he's shooting the ball at a good clip, 40% or so. Um, 
But for me, when you look at guys like Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly is having the worst season of his career. He's not doing anything. He's shooting the ball very poorly. Um, his defense is solid, but it's not at the level that we're accustomed to. So he's he's a person that I don't like what I'm seeing from. Russell Westbrook, although he has played a lot better off the bench, there's no doubt about it. He's played much better coming off the bench. Um, he's cut down on his turnover some. His efficiency is up. And he's facilitating at a high level. But I still don't think long-term that he's a good fit for that team. I do not. I think that there's better tra- outs, uh, better trades, better things that they could do to give them a better chance at being a legit contender. So that's my spiel on the Lakers. Uh, we'll be continuing to watch and see if they do make a trade or two uh, in the coming weeks. I want to give a shout-out to Jose Alvarado. Now, many of you should know that uh, Jose Alvarado is a guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, he had been a guy that was not very highly scouted. He was on a two-way contract previously with them. Um, and then I believe it was last year he ended up getting a four-year deal because of his play for about $6 million. Now, we know in the NBA, four, million, four years, $6 million is nothing. Um, so it, it was like, it screamed to me that he was just a guy that, you know, was just trying to lock down some money, trying to lock down some security. And uh, for me, I feel like his agent or whoever he confided in kind of let him get the raw end of a deal. Because with the way Jose Alvarado is playing consistently, I think he's averaging about 10 points off the bench, which is not, you know, amazing, but it's a lot. You know, when you're averaging 10 points a game, you can get, at least four to six million dollars in the NBA per year. So for him to only be making one point six, that's a steal. Jose Alvarado is a guy that gives you toughness. He gives you some shooting ability. Uh, he does not mind diving for uh, loose balls. He defends. I really like that dude. I mean, I really do. If you're talking about trying to build a championship roster, if he's a guy on your bench, that's a good look. Speaking of that, on Sunday night. He had the game of his career so far. He was in 27 minutes. He had 38 points. He was 12 of 19 shooting. 8 of 11 from 3. 8 of 11 from 3. So he was amazing on Sunday night. Um, Again, Jose Alvarado is a guy that all contenders should want on their bench. So, again, like I said, the season is just over one-fourth of the way done. We have 82-game season. And most teams have played about 22 to 24 games at this point. Um, So I have some disappointing teams that I would like to talk about and surprising teams. Disappointing teams, I would like to start with the Chicago Bulls. I think that they have been a letdown. Um, You know, we know that Lonzo Ball is out, who is a guy that could be their point guard and facilitate. Um, But when you still have DeMar DeRozan, you still have Zach Levine. You still have Nikola Vucevic, and they're all playing uh, at a fairly high level, but you're only 9-14. and 14. That's very disappointing. The next team would be the Lakers. Um, although they've come on strong, again, I talked about earlier how slow they started. So, and they, you know, failed to close out a couple games. Even with their slow start, there's two games at least over the last two weeks that they should have won that they lost. So the Lakers are going to have to be more consistent and string together some wins um, to still get themselves out of the hole. Another disappointing team is my Miami Heat. 
been a lifelong Heat fan, going back to D-Wade, 2003, Shaq. Uh, but they are very disappointing right now. They are 11 and 12. Um, just not playing at a high level. Jimmy Butler's missed a lot of games due to injury. Um, Kyle Lowry is spotty. Some games he might give you 20 points and, and seven, eight assists on good shooting percentages. Other games he might have seven points on, uh, you know, two for 11 shooting and five assists. And so the Miami Heat are just leaving a lot to be desired right now. I believe that they de- definitely need to make a trade. Uh, if they think they want to contend in the Eastern Conference. Just don't like what I'm seeing. Uh, Bam Adebayo has played well. It looks like he's potentially stuck a step in his game. Um, but again, the team as a whole is a letdown. The Brooklyn Nets are another disappointing team as they're only 13-12 and 12 through 25 games. Uh, ben Simmons is now hurt again. You just can't really never rely on him. Kevin Durant is playing at a high level. Kyrie Irving is playing at a high level. Uh, but one of the main things that I talked about even in years past with the Nets is they fail when it comes to getting centers. They have a need for big men, and they do not um, fill that void. So once again, they're a team that needs a center. I watched the game a couple weeks ago. It might have been last week where they were out-rebounded by about 20. Not many, very many games that you're going to win when you're getting dominated on the glass like that. So Brooklyn Nets have to make some adjustments. They have to see can they find another center and, um, you know, pick it up. Another disappointing team would be the Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves are 11 and 12 so far. Uh, Kyle Anthony Towns just got hurt last week. He's expected to miss uh, four to six weeks, so that's not a good thing. Um. Rudy Gobert, you traded heaven and earth to get him. And he's been okay, but he's not changed life. Like I said, they're not even 500. That's very disappointing. A lot of team people thought that the Timberwolves would win 55-plus games. And now they're, I mean, I'd be a little bit surprised if they got to 46 wins at this point. So they're very disappointing uh, through 23 games. But there's a lot of season left. We'll see can they turn it around. Now, some of my surprising teams in a positive way, are the Indiana Pacers, who are 12 and 11. You have guys like Miles Turner and Butter Hill, who are playing at a high level. You have Tyrese Halliburton, who is the only player in the league averaging 20 points and 10 assists. Um, so the Pacers look good, man. They look better than people thought they would. Sacramento Kings, got to give a lot of respect to Mike Brown. He's coaching them boys up. He's got them ready. They're 13 and 9, um, and they're playing at a high level. DeMonte Sabonis. Is a guy that kind of does everything. Uh, Darren Fox is one of the better young guards in the league. We know that Kevin Herter can shoot the ball. Uh, Malik Monk. Malik Monk is coming off the bench, giving them firepower. So the Kings look good. Portland Trailblazers is another surprising team. They are 13 and 11 at this point. I did not predict them to be over 500 at this point, especially when you talk about the fact that Damian Lillard was hurt. He missed a lot of time. Uh, But Anthony Simons, man, Anthony Simons is playing at a very high level. He's got to be given a lot of props. Um, Yeah, he's dominating. I mean, he's got multiple games this year where he has like seven or eight threes. So Anthony Simons looks like he's ready to take the next step and be one of the better young players in the league for, you know, years to come. 
And the last surprising team will be the Utah Jazz. A lot of teams thought the Utah Jazz, a lot of people, excuse me, thought the Utah Jazz would be one of the worst teams in the league, potentially top three. But through 26 games, they are 14 and 12. Jordan Clarkson is playing at a high level. Laurie Marketing is playing at a very high level. He's almost uh, playing, I mean, he's pretty much playing at an all-star level. I'm not sure if he's going to end up making it. But if he continues this up, he's going to have a chance to make the all-star team. Um, you know, I think the veteran leadership of Mike Conley is helping that team out a lot. Uh, you still have a guy like Colin Setson, who you kind of got for the low. Um, and he's a good player coming off the bench for them, giving a lot of uh, firepower. So the Utah Jazz are definitely a shocker to this point. They're playing at a high level. NFL news, let's transition to that briefly. Uh, we have the Panthers wave quarterback Baker Mayfield on Monday. Uh, we know that Jimmy G for the 49ers got hurt on Sunday. He's expected to miss some time. Not sure if he'll be able to return in the playoffs, but I don't think he's going to play again in the regular season for sure. And so a lot of speculation is could the Panthers sign Baker Mayfield off of waivers? I know that that was the first thing that came to my – not the Panthers. Could the 49ers sign Baker Mayfield off of waivers? That came to my mind as soon as I heard about his release. Uh, you know, not sure that they would sign him and make him immediately the starting quarterback, but at least you could have him there to kind of, you know, see if you want to make him your starter. If not, he could at least be your backup. I could definitely see that happening. Transitioning to the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson did make his return after being suspended for the first 12 games of the year. He struggled which was to be expected. He hadn't played ball uh, in about two years. I mean, so I'm not surprised that he struggled. Zero touchdowns, one interception. I think this is going to take him some time to get back to himself. Probably will be next year before he's an elite-level player again. For the Ravens, you had Lamar Jackson suffering injury, a knee injury on Sunday. He's listed as questionable right now. Um for this week, but I think he'll probably end up playing it safely and try and probably missing one or two games. Um, because you gotta think about the fact that he's not got a contract. And so if he goes out there and injures himself uh injures himself worse, he's gonna he's gonna be taking money off his table. So I do not expect Lamar Jackson to rush back at all. Uh, he's actually fortunate that this was not a severe injury. Um and so hopefully Lamar Jackson will heal up and uh be ready for a playoff push. Now transitioning to the NFL playoff picture. In the NFC right now, you have the Philadelphia Eagles being the number one seed. If the playoffs were to start today, with eleven and one work record, the number two seed would be the Minnesota Vikings with a ten and two record. The number three seed would be the San Francisco 49ers with an eight and four record. The number four seed would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With a six and six record, the number five seed would be the Dallas Cowboys with a nine and three record. The number six seed would be the New York Giants with a seven and four record, and the number seven seed would be the Seattle Seahawks with a seven and five record. You also have teams like the Commanders who are, you know, kind of right behind the Seahawks. The Commanders tied with the Giants on Sunday, which did not help their case. Um, but 
That's the NFC playoff picture. The AFC playoff picture right now, you have the number one seed, Buffalo Bills, with a 9-3 record. Number two seed would be the Kansas City Chiefs with a 9-3 record. Number three seed would be the Baltimore Ravens with an 8-4 record. The number four seed would be the Tennessee Titans with a 7-5 record. The number five seed would be the Cincinnati Bengals with an 8-4 record. The number six seed would be the Miami Dolphins with an 8-4 record. And closing out the playoffs in the AFC, if they were to start today, would be the New York Jets with a 7-5 record. And the last thing that we're going to discuss on today's podcast is UNC basketball. Now, you you should know that they lost in the championship game last year to Kansas, uh, blew the biggest championship lead in history. And a lot of people thought that they would be Super Bowl, Super Bowl would be uh, NCAA title favorites this year. You know, a lot of people thought they were going to win, and um, they started out preseason ranked number one. Um, but they've lost four games in a row. They look terrible over the last two weeks or so. Um, they went from number one to unranked. Um, so UNC basketball is very, really, really struggling right now. Um, the season is still early, of course, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to turn it around. We shall see. Again, I thank everybody for tuning in to this podcast. Uh, please make sure that you're following us on social media. Uh, interact with me and the pages, and uh, we'll be back for another great episode soon. Have a great week.